Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Welcome to Surveyor Says. This is Kurt Sumner, the recently installed, maybe is the right word, I don't know, Executive Director Emeritus for NSPS. I'm sitting here with uh, my good friend and successor, Tim Birch, who became officially the NSPS Executive Director just uh, recently, and we've been spending some time together. Uh, We're going to be doing some of that going forward, and I'm looking forward to doing the activities that I'll be able to do in the Emeritus position. There's a lot of things to do. Um, We haven't archived in a really long time. Our 28 years book is now 12 years old or 13 years old, so there's a lot of that to compile. Uh, Still be involved as NSPS sees fit for me to be, and that makes it easier for me to transition. Um, Because in every sense of the way, NSPS is my family. Everybody who's a member, everybody who's involved, certainly the staff are are just like, I call them my children. I I do have children older than most of them, as a matter of fact. But uh, I don't know how to express how grateful I am to have been afforded the opportunity to be in the position that I'm in for NSPS now for many, many years. Uh, I began right after my presidency ended in NSPS, I guess in the summer of or spring of 1998. So it's been a, a, a great ride for me and allowed me to get to know even better so many people around the country and learn more and more every day just what great people surveyors are. Um, some of the people who are listening to this probably have heard my good buddy John Matonis say, Back when he was president, it's a great day to be a surveyor. And it always is a great day to be a surveyor and always will be. So Tim and I just wanted to have a little conversation and talk about where we've been and where we're going. And uh, certainly I'm, I'm thrilled that, that Tim is the person who is, is coming on because he is super capable and he's going to have the same approach to the right way to treat people that that I subscribe to, at least I try to, and that was very important to me as we were looking for a successor. So uh, thanks, Tim, for taking this on and and carrying forth NSPS going into the future, and and I'm totally convinced it's just going to get better and better. Well, I think so, too, and, you know, it's, I think it's not, it's not, Funny, I think it's ironic that you brought up Mr. Matonich and his famous. What I'll say is his famous saying. I'm. I don't know if it, obviously, if it predates him or not. It doesn't matter at this point because I always quote, uh, quote him as saying it. It's the first time I heard it, and we've been carrying that message out. It's a great day to be a surveyor, 
uh, through the podcast, through some of our articles, through some of our publications and things. And uh, it is, it, it, it truly, truly is. And I guess that's the part that uh, is really, you know, nice in this transition period is that we've really figured out as we went along growing our relationship um, with not just, just with, with Kurt and me, but with the entire staff of what this profession means to a lot of people. And uh, it, it is family. It is a very close-knit, uh, doing, what, doing what's right, doing what, uh, you know, uh, is, is the ethical thing, uh, doing what we need to do to protect the public. Um, so, yes, it is good, there's going to be some change, but in, you know, as far as philosophy goes, no. It's, it's going to be a lot more of the same in that re- regard. Now, are we going to modernize a few things? Are we going to, you know, more podcasts and social media and a few other things? Yeah, but that's just that's just life. I mean, it, um, if if you'd have said, you know, when Kurt, if you'd have said when Kurt started this job back in '98, would have talked about GPS and smartphones and all of this technology and how we we would be talking to a microphone sitting connected to our laptop PCs and brought and putting together a podcast, uh, we would have said, what the hell's a podcast? Exactly. Uh, but the fact is that we can do this. We can sit here, have these conversations. And we've had some great conversations over the past two years um, with Surveyor Says. And it's a, way to, it's a good way to communicate and get messages, ideas, thoughts, and points across to a whole different uh, set of people versus having to be in front of or talking to somebody on the phone for everything. So I'd like to think, you know, that, like I said, as much as that we, th- we talk about change and how things evolve, um, a lot of stuff is going to stay the same because uh, I think the philosophy is going to be there and it's, it's, it's going to remain the same. And I guess that's what Kurt and I'll, I, I guess I'll, as a recording, I'll say this on the record, that, that that's what's... Uh, from the day I, and I'm pretty sure I met you in San Diego at the uh, survey summit uh, in 2003, before I got involved, really heavily involved with NSPS. That's the thing that, that struck me about you and the staff meeting them in the San Diego Convention Center, how friendly, how helpful, how everything, you know, it just, it, it was inviting to be around. And so to have the opportunity to join NSPS in a different role in 2007, uh, shout out to my, my good friend Mike Filipski, the f- governor before me that uh, recruited me to become uh, the Illinois representative, Illinois governor. Um, I would have never have guessed that uh, relationships, friendships, uh, a bond would have, have started um, very quickly. And so... Uh, you know, to have this opportunity, you know, I've, I've had a lot of people reach out to me and I, I, I'm still going back through the emails and trying to thank them all for, for, the, for the notes of confidence they have in the organization going forward. Um, but I guess the big thing is, you know, one th- thing they say is, you know, you're, you're following in some big footsteps. And absolutely. Uh, there's no bigger surveying footsteps than Kurt Sumner. Um, and it is 
it is intimidating, except when you sit across from the guy and he's cracking jokes at you. Uh, but uh, it is intimidating because there is a, there is a lot to live up to, and we're going to do everything we can to do that and and more. And that's the nice thing I like about the way that the organization has gone with putting together this emeritus role is that we're going to keep Kurt on a short leash. We're going to keep him around for for the historical things and for when. Kurt, I don't know how the hell to do this. What do, what should I do here? And he'll say, you call this person, and you do this, and you do that, and uh, he'll make it easy for us. But uh, and, and speaking of making things easy, I mentioned this a little bit in the opening, but I, I can't say enough about how great the staff at NSPS is. I mean, Christina is, is fairly new, taking over our accounting duties, but... She's pretty darn amazing, actually. She is, uh, and she and and then Trish has been here almost as long as I have. She was one of the the early folks in in my tenure who came on on board, and there's no way to even talk about how great she is, not just from a qualifications perspective, but from a really caring about people perspective and making sure that people get what they need and they get it on time and. And, and those kind of things. And Sarah is just a delight to be around. She's, she's, she's really great working primarily with the CST program and, and the hydrographers uh, certification program as well. But um, uh, sometimes when people talk to us about what we do and how big our organization is, and then they find out, well, four employees, mm-hmm. they're like, how the heck does that happen? And, and it happens because we have really, really dedicated people um, that, they care about you. They care about the society. They care about the individuals, and um, just so blessed to have them. Yeah, they are amazing. And you know, I, I guess kind of going back a couple of years when we first, as an organization, was talking about succession and just being ready for a day that would come when Kurt says, "You know what? I'm moving to west western end of, of Virginia and going to go back home." Um, in preparing for that, we've had people that would that would suggest. Uh, well, what? A, why not look at an association management company? And you know, I'll be honest with you. My response to them was, "This is one. This is a great one. Um, it may not have its own little incorporation of, you know, Sumner Management Inc. or whatever it could be called, but uh, that's what this is. And it's it's a it's a small but uh, just motivated and dedicated staff to." one organization and that's all they work on that's all they concentrate on and um, can't say enough about all three of them um, you know you started out with with Christina we 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 knew we were going to be up against um, uh, a juggernaut and get in once Bob Jupin the old accounting manager retired because Bob was um, how can you say the he's an, an accountant's accountant uh, I mean, he's, he's thorough. He's thorough, <laughs> and which for an organization is fantastic because you know every penny is accounted for and that everything's in its place, and there will never be an issue with an auditor or the IRS or anything because he is just he was just that good and that thorough. Um, so in when he announced his retirement, you just. It, 
to replace somebody of that caliber was going to be difficult. And I guess, Kurt, why don't you, I guess you tell it best about the interview process and putting those resumes together and the order of the resumes you talked to the applicants. Yeah, we we went to um, one of the services and, and we got, I don't know, probably 30 to 40 applications, something like that. And then actually Bob and I sat down and went through them and, and it was great to have him be part of that because he knew a lot of the things they needed to know and, and that kind of thing. And so we began to set up interviews. And of course, all of this happened about the same time COVID came along. So we really didn't do any in-person uh, face. We did face-to-face, but it was through mm-hmm. through electronic. And uh, so we interviewed this two or, three day, two or three people the first day. And then I think we did a couple after that and almost immediately when the first interview was over, Bob and I stayed on the line after our candidate left. And almost simultaneously, we said, this is the one we're going to hire because she was amazing. And as it turned out, qualifications, attitude, presentation skills, all of those kind of things were just fell right into place that we knew was going to work for us. Mm-hmm. And it certainly has. I mean, Christina is is amazing. Mm-hmm. She really is, and uh, it, it's 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 amazing just to even you know in this short time that she's been here and getting to know her, um, her depth of experience, and just the the range of knowledge she has in the accounting fields and um, you know in some of her own investing in her own her own personal business. She knows a lot of stuff about stuff, and uh, uh, it's going to be very good to have that kind of um, knowledge base as part of this association management company going forward, um, because who knows what, uh, what lies around the corner for you know, an organization this size. Um, you never know what's around the next corner. You know, if, you know, the plan is, is to, if we can, we're going to try to grow it a little bit. We really need to. With social media and other other capabilities, so does that you know necessitate more office space and all this other stuff? To have somebody with that knowledge base and that ability to help manage that, um, Christine is going to fit that, and then some. So, um, but then like you said, with uh, with Sarah dealing with CST and the hydro, um, you know if that's one thing that's coming through back through COVID. Is CST is reemerging, uh, the hydro uh, certification is reemerging, and there seems to be more of a um, a drive for the surveying profession. You know, we all we talk about a lot of times is attrition, and we're shrinking, and this and that, whatever. But yet there is a drive within these market sectors to gain this certification. And so we're seeing an uptick in people wanting to take the hydro and the CST certification testing. And to have somebody like Sarah overseeing that, dealing with both boards, dealing with all of the paperwork and the testing and, and the back and forth um, is, is wonderful. Just she, she does such a fantastic job. So, uh, you know, like I said, we can, we can talk about the, the, the graying of the profession, but there's a lot of opportunities out there and it just, it keeps growing. Um, 
And I just don't, I think we need to take time to sit back and realize that and publicize that a little bit more. We're doing, doing more things and being able to, to, to cover more people. So, um, and I think you're gonna see an uptick as soon as we can get kids back in schools full time um, with Trigstar. Uh, we're, main, we're streamlining Trigstar in a lot of ways. It's gonna make it easier you know, that's one thing about going into the classroom and, and providing tests and doing these things with Trigstar is you don't want to, the teachers are already overburdened. We need to be able to go in, make our presentations, do those uh, uh, seminars, do, those, do that testing, that competition as quickly and as easily for that, each of those teachers. Um, because if you ask them to take on more work, you know, why would they want to do that? Um, they've got enough on their plates the way it is. So we're, we're streamlining things to make it easier for Trigstar. Um, and those are good points, uh, Tim. And also I think it's important to, to share just how dedicated the people are who are our members, mm -hmm. but they run these programs basically. Uh, Trigstar's that way, uh, that's for sure. And um, CST, it's almost a separate entity, so to speak, but it's mm -hmm. it's our people that are doing the work, mm -hmm. and they're all really, really dedicated. There are actually some people still on the CST board who started on the CST board when it became an entity years and years ago. But it's just a great example of what happens when you have people in a profession who care enough about it to get involved in what its association is doing and stepping up to the plate and saying, hey, let me lend my expertise. Let me uh, share what I know. Let me help make it better. Uh, it's just, to me, it's a great, a te great te testament to sur who surveyors are in general. Uh, some people say we're too generous because we give our work away, but I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> Hope it isn't. But um, give enough time, giving of your resources and the things you can do to help and and so willingly and and good-hearted it's it really is inspiring mm -hmm. to see how that happens with those groups and and with the people on our board as well I mean it, it's just it makes you proud to be part of something like that sure sure well as you get ready to go into your next chapter of emeritus and you know, use the air quotes going home uh, can you give us a, a quick snapshot of where your career started and you know through through now and what uh, my, you're kind of coming back full circle going home yeah uh, my first job first day on the job as a quote a surveyor uh, was maybe two days after I graduated high school <laughs> Um, I didn't have resources to go to college at that point, and uh, my father was a minister, but he also worked for the DOT, and we were struggling with how was I going to, where was I going to go for whatever amount of time it was going to take, and so he brings home this application and throws it on the table and says, fill this out, and I'm like, okay, what's that, and said I was going to be a, I don't even think they even called me a survey technician, I think it was maybe survey Rodman or something might have been on it, so I filled it out, and um, maybe two days after I graduated and 80 miles away from home uh, living in a uh, single wide trailer 
at a place where the temperatures got to about 100 degrees all summer long. Uh, but that was my introduction to surveying. And uh, it took me maybe 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. But I just fell in love with it. It was, it was so cool to do. And it had all the elements that I liked. I was outside, um, always enjoyed math and, and solving problems and working puzzles. You know, I'm always using the term solve the parcel puzzle is what we do. And, and, and that attracted me. And I really enjoyed doing it. The people I was working with were, were really good. And so I, I stayed with them for uh, two, three years and then realized that in that environment, your enthusiasm wasn't really going to get you a promotion. Mm -hmm. um, and so I decided then that I would, I was at a point then where I could go back to school. So I went back to, uh, to a community college for a couple of years and then went to Virginia Tech. And, uh, but all the time, serving was still there. And so what happened, my first job out of school, I went to Hickory, North Carolina to lay out a, a railroad yard. I think we had about 20 or 30 lines of rail that where they'd come into oh, the wow. yard. And I spent uh, a little over a year there laying out that and then moved back to Blacksburg and went to work at a company there, became a partner in it over time. And um, then I had this opportunity to come to Northern Virginia in the late 80s, um, or I guess early 80s. And so I moved to Northern Virginia and went to work there and worked in a couple of other companies. And then I just figured I wouldn't really cut out to not be in charge of things. So I started my own company. And uh, it was still, even after I took this job, my company stayed alive for a few years. And, and again, great people worked there. And, and eventually they, they absorbed the, the company because my time was needed here. And uh, so you can kind of say I've been in surveying all my life. Mm -hmm. um, certainly for the vast majority of the years, there's no doubt about that. But I just can't imagine anything I would ever have done that I would have enjoyed more or the satisfaction I've gotten from being part of the profession, but also being part of the, the leadership of the profession and the advocacy side of the profession and getting the opportunities to be involved in all of these different things. Um, it's really not easy to walk away from. And of course, with the Emeritus, I won't be walking away. I'll just be walking slowly, I suppose. <laughs> but but uh, it's, it's just the highlight of my life, other than family, to be able to be a part of this organization and been given the opportunity to, to contribute for whatever level I could. So where's home going to be? Well, home's going to be in Carroll County, Virginia, which is along the Virginia-North Carolina border uh, in the southwestern part of the state. Uh, for reference, people might know where Winston-Salem or Charlotte, North Carolina are. It's north of those two places. Uh, my birthplace was a little place called Mount Airy, North Carolina, and in the same hospital where Andy Griffith was born. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if it had anything to do with my birth, but a few years after I was born the hospital burned so who knows if that was planned or not I don't know but uh, nonetheless it's it's a small town and uh, really looking forward to it my son and his family are there my daughter's actually in Richmond she works at the Fine Arts Museum in Richmond um, but my son and his family are there I have two great-grandchildren now who are there and um, 
So we're just building a little cottage on the top of a hill where if the wind blows enough, it might blow us away. Mm -hmm. But uh, we got great views, 70 miles or so to the west and probably 45 to the east. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. It's not going to be... I won't say relaxing. Maybe it will be relaxing, but it won't be sedentary. Right, right. <laughs> There's lots of things to do, and I've got lots of friends back there already who want me to do some stuff for them. And uh, I just have to figure out what I'm up to, I suppose. Right. <laughs> what, I can, what I can take on. But uh, it's it's going to be fun. It'll be interesting, and but I'll still miss this family. Oh, exactly. Well, you're not... Not much more than a phone call away, or a Zoom call, or, or uh, eh, a little bit of a drive. But uh, and uh, for the surveying firms in southwestern Virginia, don't go knocking on Kurt's door because chances are he's not going to be a rodman for you. So, <laughs> but uh, too old to hold the rod. Too old. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, well, good. Well, one, uh, like I said, I can't thank you enough for all of the wisdom all of the leadership all of the guidance uh before you were uh executive director during your time as executive director and what i can only expect is going to be uh enjoyable time as emeritus and beyond that uh um, mr sumner you're one of a kind and it's been it's been fun uh watching this place grow under your leadership well, I appreciate that. I just know it's going to keep getting better, and and a lot of people are behind that, and uh, I'm I'm just ecstatic to think about where where it can go and where I'm certain it will go. No no doubt about that. And so, as long as they'll allow me, I'll still be a member, mm-hmm. and uh, still be contributing in whatever way I can do through this emeritus thing. Well, we got to work on them archives, so we'll keep like yeah. I said, we'll keep you on a little short leash. But uh, who better to Remember all of the, the great stuff that's happened in the past. We need to make sure we memorialize it. Well, that's it, right. So. I better remember that before my mind totally oh, goes. Oh, there, right. there you go. There you go. Well, I said thank you again for all of your efforts throughout the years. And uh, this won't be the last time you'll hear Mr. Sumner. He's still got a few tricks up his sleeve with some podcast recordings and things. But uh, we thought we'd do this little passing of the baton as... Uh, or what our past president Cavell would would say that uh, you know just it's it's life it's the things that happen in life and uh, transitions are normal and uh, well we're looking forward to a, a a continuing bright future ahead so with that we'll, uh, we'll, well I'll just fun, say one final, final thing to to everyone listening and to all who may not be listening who are part of our profession as we say in the south. I love all y'all. We love you too. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week. And uh, stay tuned. We got, like I said, we got a few more great interviews coming up, including uh, um, some interesting conversations that uh, I think we're going to have with uh, some some book publishers as well. So um, we will see you next time. Thank you. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says Podcast, brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com, and we are here to help. 
Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor. Surveyor.